We here at Racket Rock would like to thank our patrons. Severick. Michael Hopkins. Yodlitz. Brownie Davis. Dead Gunner. Michael Drescher. James Burns. Michael Davis. Stephen Vest. Steve Araiza. Carl Black. And William Walson. Thanks, everyone. We're recording. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Ragnard Rock actual play. Um, Tonight we're going to be playing Delta Green, Impossible Landscapes. This is session two. I am Ryan, and I am going to be your handler for the evening. Um, Why don't we go around and introduce... And I'm playing uh, Philip... Bennett, he is a scientist, and he is not uh, a cat. Oh, good to know. Yeah, good detail there, good detail. I just want the listeners to, when they're imagining the character, do not picture a cat. He is not a cat. What about a dog? I can't disclose that information yet. Okay, but not a cat. Shapes to animals. That's weird. Oh, yeah, sorry. I do that sometimes. Uh, I'll go next because I'm already talking. Uh, I'm Alex, and I am playing Dr. Melinda Crabtree. She is a doctor of history, and she works as an occult analyst for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And she is from Boston, but she does not sound like it. She lost the That's accent. That's it. She deliberately lost the accents. Our favorite way to lose a problem. Oh my god, an accent. I guess I'm going to go. Uh, my guy is named Hal Eckert, and he's a U.S. Marshal. The end. That was it. <laughs> I figure he's probably going to die or go crazy. So the second one over my bond is more likely. I guess that leaves it up to me, right? Yes. Yep. I'm James, and I'll be playing Doctor Benjamin P. Lahuser. He's a 35 year old doctor, uh, and. Uh, he uh, has a few ex-wives and a current fiance, and uh, I think he's on the ver. I think he wants to go insane. He's just looking for an interesting way to uh, ruin the rest of his life. Oh yeah. Well, he's in the right line of work for that. Oh, definitely. Um, all right, so for Chris's benefit and for the benefit of the listeners and to refresh our own memories, uh, what do you guys remember from our last session? Uh, all right, I, uh, I took notes. So we uh, were sent to Queens or Brooklyn to uh, investigate the disappearance of Abigail Wright, who was reported missing by her father. Uh, Thomas, she's been missing since June 4th, 
and was last seen at her art co-op on May 28th. Uh, apparently, she locked herself in her apartment, and then her credit card was used for gas at a gas station in Maryland. Um, we were we met at a we met our handler at a park, and as we were leaving the park, um, Meyer's character, uh, whose name I definitely wrote down, um, I just said it. But, uh, yeah, but I wasn't paying attention. Oh my um, god. What was what was your character's name? Not I'm not telling you now. It's in the Google Doc, I mean, but everybody except Alex is in the Google Doc. I'm sorry, I was busy ah. setting up the recording. Wow. That's why I didn't write it down, because we had the we had the Google Doc. Okay. It's Philip Garnett. Philip. Yes, God. Alright, so Philip Garnett had a creepy vision about a kid dressed as a clown dancing, and like everyone in the park froze. Um, and then we we left. We went to Abigail's apartment. We went inside. There was a lot of stuff glued or adhered to the walls, uh, junk and medical records, and uh, an old radio. Uh, lots of weird stuff. Uh, there was also like a big curtain that we pulled down, uh, and there was a giant yellow sign painted on the wall. Uh, and then there was also the radio came to life, and it said India Moon. The only words we could make out were India Moon, Dalen, and stay away from the mall. Wait, Dalen is a word? I don't know. That's what it said. Okay. I just figured since you were uh, saying I think that was really you a... could make out that were words, that it was a thing, and I just didn't know what it was. I mean, it could be part of another word, or a name. Um, it, it was an enigmatic... A uh, string of words that you heard through the walkie-talkie that you found. Um, the the giant old World War II walkie-talkie that was epoxied to the wall. Um, so all of our other characters uh, started off the game with a nice uh, home front scene to establish like a little bit of normalcy, uh, what their what their lives oh. are like, what's getting interrupted uh so since we're bringing in a new uh agent this time um chris is is hal like officially a part of delta green or is he just a friendly um let's go with yes that probably makes things easier okay So what was um, what was what was your character's I forget what they call it uh, origin story their uh, their first exposure to the unnatural? Uh, probably should have thought of this before instead of on the fly. How about uh, um.
I mean, my character was never truly exposed to it, but I worked enough where they asked for the government, where they asked for weird enough items where I kind of figured they were doing something a little, you know, not normal. But I never had any actual interference, uh, interface with, uh, with the, the, the weirdness. Until recently, when we found that insignia. All right, let's say, since I'm not crazy yet, that maybe I saw something but wasn't really involved in it. Like, I was part of the cleanup. Maybe I, um, maybe I had to, uh, help clean up some dead Mego or something. Okay, so you participated in in a cleanup operation. Um, I guess that you kind of stumbled into, and you you kept your mouth shut and acquitted yourself well enough that they um, inducted you into the conspiracy. All right, I like that. Um, so looking at your um, Looking at your your bonds, um, let's let's frame a scene between between you and one of the people on this list that sort of um, you know establishes what relationship you have with them and you know what what like a, a normal day might be for Hal before things go topsy turvy crazy. All right. Um... I guess we're just going to go through like a normal day. Uh, probably I've got boxing coach Terry Cole listed. I imagine that boxing training is in the morning before work. So he okay. gets up nice and early to go to the gym and box. Um, do you, are you actually like, uh, do you, do you fight on the side or, or do you just box to train? Just a train. I, I think it's um, – he's not looking for any professional matches, but, yeah, he's Just not looking it, to, like, make money doing it. reflexes sharp and stuff. Yeah. Comes up a lot at work. I get uh, to punch people. All right. So uh, this, this morning, uh, Terry has got you uh, working the speed bag. Um, and, and he's, he's just kind of, you know, sitting, uh, to the side. He is, uh, he is a, a grizzled old boxing trainer. Um, he's got the, he's got the like cauliflower ears. Uh, his nose has been broken, you know, at least 10 times. So he's got kind of a, kind of a lumpy face. Uh, the Z shaped nose. Yeah. <laughs> It, uh, it it somehow manages to go in in both directions at once, um, and he's he's just sort of like nodding in approval. Good kid. You know it's uh it's it's a real shame you won't actually get in the ring outside of the sparring matches. I think I think you could give some of the lightweights a run for their money. Uh, well. 
I'm not really looking to get in the way of my real job, you know? Don't want to get injured in the ring and then can't make any money. Well, you could always make money as a trainer. You could have all this. And he gestures to the... Uh, how how nice is the gym that Terry teaches in? Um, it's got it's got to be at least a little shitty, or this wouldn't make any sense for him to be gesturing like this. I think. Yeah. So, so, so there's, like, um, there's just like a big like. It was it was nice when it was built. It was nice oh. when it was built, but it was built a long time ago, and it hasn't seen any repairs. All right, so he he gestures to the to the gaping holes in the plaster walls and the uh, the unidentifiable stains on the walls. You could come work for me. Well, I'll keep that in mind. And he goes back to punching the bag. I understand, kid. The, the talent in this industry wipes itself out. There's a there's a, a time limit and a and a fuse, and you got to get out at the right time. Otherwise, you end up in a. Otherwise, shithole. you end up with a nose like this. <laughs> yeah, you end up like a you end up with a nose like this. And I am looking to avoid that. No offense. Your line of work, it might happen anyway. You never know. True enough. Um, about this time, I'm going to say, uh, do you, you think Cal is the kind of guy who carries like a, like a, a PDA? It's, it's the In 1993? So. Probably 95. not. 95? I don't know when like the the Palm Pilot came out, but let's see. I'll Google it. Palm Pilot launched 1997, so no, no so I don't have one. A little, little early for that. All right. Um... <clears throat> so in in that case. Um... Uh, at about that time, um, the uh, bell over the door, because of course there's a there's a bell over the door rings, um, and a courier walks up the stairs, um, looking like he's either up way too early or has stayed up way too late, um, and he he walks up to uh, he walks up to Terry. Uh, and and looks between the two of you and, and goes, Eckert? That's me. He, uh, he pulls out uh, a FedEx envelope um, and, and, and a clipboard and asks you to sign. So I'll, uh, I'll sign. Um, I think it's probably a little weird that he found me at the boxing gym uh, very early in the morning. Yep. So yes, I'm going to, uh, yeah. You, uh, you're working pretty hard to find me here. 
they they told me where to go. It's not like I had to look very hard. Just up the stairs. Well, someone did. So anyway, I'll sign this thing and take the package and look at it. Um, it's it's addressed to you. Uh, no return address. Um, <clears throat> you um, you open it up, and inside um, there is a, a very carefully worded letter from an old friend uh, expressing their desire to uh, meet with you when you're in town. Um, when you're in New York City, and there is, uh, I think the date is, it was mid-August or early August. It was the 8th, if I'm remembering correctly. Hang on a second, I'll go back to it. I believe so. All right. Um says you know looking looking forward to meeting with you um for for a day at the races uh on august 8th uh meet me in washington square park um, okay you know that this is this is a, a coded message uh, and that you are being activated for a, a delta green operation i think just from the fact that they found me and there was no return address i had a pretty good idea before i even opened it and I think Hal, Hal is, this is his first time, and um, stupidly, he has been looking forward to this. So when he gets the envelope, before he even opens it, he just kind of gives a little, like an under his breath, yes. And uh, he looks over at uh, Terry and says, listen, I got to cut things a little short today. Something came up. I'm all sure right, you'll all right. manage in all this luxury. All right, kid. Uh, you know, I, I uh, it'll it'll give me it'll give me a chance to take a nap before my 7 a.m. client comes in. <laughs> Looks like you uh, could use it. Enjoy. Um. So. Hal, are you are you from New York City, or are you do you have to travel? Uh, let's say I'm from New York City. That seems like it'll be easier, and I hadn't thought of it before. So I'm from New York City. All right, great. Um, in that case, uh, yeah, you you're just supposed to meet up, um, Washington Square Park, uh, four forty five p.m. Um, oh. <laughs> I didn't need to cut my box. It was short. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's it's a a day or two away. Oh, I thought you said it was the same day. All right, so yeah. I suppose I didn't cut my boxing lesson short then. All right. Um. So so you finish your you finish up with Terry and and you go to work. Um. Do you do you make any special arrangements uh, are you are you like using sick time to go do this uh, what do you what are you telling them at work because uh, it is a it is a secret conspiracy you can't exactly you know tell your boss I'm gonna do a secret mission for Delta green yeah um, so yeah I guess I'm gonna use sick time um, my tooth has been really bothering me and my my dentist wants to uh, 
pull it and make a cap. It's going to be a while. All right. Uh, give me a quick an immense pain. test. <laughs> give me a quick, give me a quick persa- persuade test to see how they take that. Fifty-eight, and my persuade is seventy. So they liked it. Yeah. All right. Um, you, you've got the you've got the time coming, and you know there there are no uh, open cases or or fugitives to hunt or anything like that. So, um, you know your your supervisor, the uh, the senior deputy marshal uh, you work for, um, you know wishes you well. Um. So I'm going to say that uh, for for whatever reason um you what why why are you late to the meeting? I'll ask you. Um traffic. Well, I was going to say uh the subway stopped. Like, uh, I was stuck on a subway train. All right. Um, so, so you, um, arrive at the park, uh, maybe like 45 minutes or so after the scheduled meeting time. Um, and you, you wait around for a little while, um, and and your your old friend who was supposed to uh, who was supposed to be there uh, doesn't doesn't seem to show up. Uh, apparently, whatever whatever happened um, went on went on without you. But yeah, I think maybe you're, Cal you're, even waits there a little too long because he's disappointed. You're uh, you're walking around the park. Um, you know, you you cross the street. You you walk the perimeter. Um, you're you're walking by um, a, a payphone, which there still are around. Um, when when the phone starts to ring. And you kind of look over at it, and you have this really, like, uncanny feeling. This is weird, like when that courier service showed up at my boxing gym at 5.33 in the morning. Yeah. Um, So I'll, I'll look to the left and look to the right. No one seems to be running to answer the phone. I'll slowly walk over and pick it up and just say, hello. You've missed your cue. I I was stuck on a, a subway train that broke down. Okay, look. 210 East 32nd Street. If you hurry, you can catch them. But you better... All right. I'll stay clear of the subway this time. <laughs> he says getting into a cab that breaks down. 
So of course, then I could just get out and walk. So I will, uh, I'll go get a taxi to that address. Okay. Um, you arrive at a, a three-story brownstone uh, designed like a like a faux castle um, in Kipps Bay. There's a fake portcullis hanging above the double doors. Uh, artificial ramparts uh, encircle the windows and ledges. Uh, cheap. Oh God! <laughs> ramparts, not ramparts. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's it's not it's not that crazy just yet. Um, and there are there are like crappy casted uh, gargoyles uh, watching from uh, the rooftop. So they weren't well cast. No. Um, the voice I'm going to retcon also told you apartment 1B. Okay. So I'll, I'll, uh, I guess maybe there's a, well, maybe not on a brownstone, the, uh, buzzer to buzz in or, and just walk uh, yeah, in and there, go to the apartment is, and knock on the uh, door. It, it looks like okay. it was, it looks like it was a late addition. So um, I will buzz apartment 1B. All right. Just, uh, do the old method and just buzz all of them, and then somebody will let you in. Well, I'll start with the one I want first. Um, so, so we cut inside, uh, and I'm going to start off. Uh, everybody, everybody, make me that sand check for uh, finding the center of this weird shrine to something. I passed. I got a seventeen. A D hundred system, right? And we're looking at or below. Yep, at or below. Yep. Uh, I failed. Going... I got a night. I got a ninety-four out of sixty-four. Okay. And what were you looking for? Sanity. Uh, yep. Yeah. You want to roll at or under your sand? Current sand. Oh, okay, then I got it. Uh, 49 out of 85. All right, hang on one second. Just find this. I love it. Okay, um... So if you pass, you don't lose any. Um, gonna... Acos, you lose one. Okay. Is that Anybody helplessness or unnatural? Uh, that is helplessness. Oof. One away from adapted. Oh, yeah. Um, so you all, you all kind of, you all kind of stare at this thing and suddenly, uh, there's a, there's a little, uh, there's a, there's a, a loud blaring buzzing sound, uh, seems to be coming from the wall, 
uh, underneath like a like a weird uh, decoupage of uh, papers and old jewelry. Does it sound like somebody put their hand on a bell and it's just like thunking? Yeah. The character immediately like jumps and freaks out. And just, like, what was that? What was moving? Do you guys hear that? I, I, I hear it. It sounds... Oh, wait, I'm going to go over to the wall where the, the sound's coming from and move some of the stuff out of the way. Yeah, there's there's an old intercom terminal. Oh, um, I, I pressed the button. Um, who, who is it? My name's Eckert. I, uh, I missed a meetup at the park with my old friend. Uh, train, train broke down, but uh, looking to catch up with him still. Um, what, what was our call and response for this, Ryan? Did we have one? Uh, I don't think we ever came up with one. We could always use the old chestnut. Uh, what's the weather like in sunny, sunny Florida? All right. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I don't know what, that old chestnut, weather? so you better tell me how I have to reply. <laughs> uh, what's the, what's the, the weather response. like in sunny, sunny Florida? And the, the appropriate response is rainy, rainy all the time. Oh, rainy, rainy all the time. All right. Um, I'll hit the buzzer to buzz him in. Okay. And I'll, uh, I'll head up. Okay. Um, so you, you walk in, um, the, the, uh, foyer, the, the lobby of the building, uh, seems to be like, uh, cluttered with, uh, flyers and, um, you know, like pe- penny savers and junk mail that that seem to have been accumulating there for uh, a couple of weeks at least. Um, the building looks pretty well maintained, uh, but definitely a little bit like it's in need of a facelift. Um, the the hallways are um, burgundy um, with with like a deep red carpeting. Uh, and you you walk in and you see apartment one B um, immediately to your left. Uh, the door. You, you guys have the door open, or like the mail was out in the hallway. Yeah, there's like a little vestibule area with with the tenants' mailboxes, um, and you you can't see uh, in the boxes themselves. But but there's just you know how like delivery people when they come and go will like leave a menu. Uh, and and yeah. sometimes the the mail carriers will, uh, you know, leave like full circ issues of of newspapers and and penny right, right. junk and mail advertisements. Yeah, it's it's there, there's like a pile of junk mail on the floor. Well, let me see who the junk mail's for. Um, the the ones with addresses on it. Let's see. To the neighborhood of. To the neighbors of. To the resident of. Right. Well, I'm looking more of, is it all for the apartment that I'm about to go to? Uh, no. The the names that you see are Abigail Wright, uh, Thomas Manuel, Roger Karen, uh, Louis Post, and Michelle Van Fitz. Okay. So 
bunch of people, all different apartments. Yeah. Weird, but all right. I guess I'll head over to the apartment then. Um, all right, so... As soon as he walks in, I show him the sign that we just uncovered. <laughs> I Look at the wall! <laughs> Look at this thing! Yeah, so so Chris, if you're if you're looking where uh, this this gentleman is gesturing, uh, give me a sand check. All right, I don't know any better. Fourteen, that's pretty good. What am I rolling against? Sanity, probably. Your current sand, yeah. Current sand, yeah, it's way under. Uh, all right, so you don't you don't lose anything. Um, oh, it starts it starts high and goes down, right? I have it. I have my current set to zero, but that's wrong. It should be starting, and it goes down. Yes, correct. Um, so you walk into this apartment, and there are a lot of things, a lot of items, uh, glued, taped, epoxied, nailed to the walls. Um, there, there's, uh, old medical equipment, uh, there's part of a wheelchair, uh, there are a couple of, there's, there's like something that looks like a back brace and an artificial limb, um, there's, there's a, a bunch of old jewelry, um, and, and papers everywhere, just covered in writing, um, and as you as you look where where the gentleman is gesturing, uh, you see at the center of it all is if you go into the uh, the uh, yellow sign thing. The, the yeah, I looked at sign. it before. Um, Looks kind of like it says GM. And you realize uh, that you have just or walked w. into some kind of weird occult shrine. Um, I would say a good chunk of it is is uh, boxed and bagged because we did fail a lot of our rolls last time, so we did spend hours um, <laughs> bagging and tagging a lot of this stuff. You you yeah. may you may have cleared uh, you may have cleared like part of one wall, but it just goes on and on. Um, you guys still have days of work ahead of you. So was um, James is wait where's this? So was Doctor Benjamin Lahuser? Was he holding it and like I walk in the door and you thrust it in my face? <laughs> Basically, uh, is that what happened? Uh, it's kind of you walked in. and I was like, hey, have you recognized? Do you recognize this thing? It's something we just uncovered. It was literally under a sheet. So I just kind of gestured in that area. I don't think it was stuck on the. Was it stuck in the wall? I remember it was, it was under a stuck sheet. On the wall. Yeah, it was it was under a sheet stuck on the wall. Okay, how so big you, is it? I walk in, and you gesture to the thing on the wall. Um, it is it is fairly large. Um, maybe maybe like a foot to eighteen inches. Okay. Yes, that is the and yellow I'm, sign. I'm gonna guess I don't know what that is. Should I roll my occult to be sure? Um, you can if you like. Why not? Uh, ten. I actually, I actually do know what it is. Apparently. Um. So it's it's something that you have vaguely heard of, in connection with um a, a suppressed play from the from the late nineteenth century. 
Um, you've never actually okay. seen it, though. But you know, now that now that she says it, it makes sense that that's what this is. Yeah, from that from that weird play, right? Yes, yes, that's the one. We encountered Sorry, um, earlier my today. Name is, my name is Hal. Ah, uh, <clears throat> I'm uh, Dr. Dr. Crabtree. Nice to meet you. I'll shake your hand and I'll turn expectantly to the other people in the room. I'm, I'm Dr. Hal, Benjamin Hal P. LaHooser. Interesting name, Mr. LaHooser. For Dr. LaHooser? People just call me Dr. B. Dr. B. All right. Sure thing. Uh, Philip Garnett. Nice to meet you, Philip. So I don't know much of what's going on here, apart from I walked in and you showed me that weird yellow sign. And oh, sorry. Uh, all the people I, that I live here doing... don't like their mail. Uh, I was just doing a bit of a test to see how you reacted to it, if it was the same as us. Sorry, uh, you're kind of, well, we're, we all don't really know each other, so it, it's kind of like an um, experiment, really. How did you all react? Not, it is rather unsettling, but uh, I'm a professional. What was that about the mail, you said? Uh, it doesn't look like any of the people that live in this building have been taking it in for weeks. Huh. I think that was on our uh, to-do list after we uh, tagged and bagged everything in here and categorized things in a way uh, we were we were planning on talking to the neighbors to see if any of their items were missing I wonder well, if the neighbors are also missing yes apparently it wasn't in the fates we uh, were determined to work first and then ask around yes I see you've got well, perhaps we could take a break quite a bit to go this, yes a, a break might not be a bad idea yeah, my fingernails really hurt trying to get this stuff off the wall. I mean, well, why don't I we ask the... any of the neighbors if they've seen her? What do you keep? I can keep doing this. Well, all right then. Uh, perhaps uh, Mr. Mr. Garnet here, Philip, can keep cataloging this and. Uh, the rest of us are going to take a, a break and speak to some of the other residents of the complex. Um, how many others? How many other apartments are there? Well, there are like four or something like that. Well, there you said are... it was a three-story story brownstone, so I was assuming yeah, probably three. There, there are. There are. Um. Eleven apartments. Uh, five of them have tenants. Uh, one of the tenants is the person who you're looking for, or the person who is missing. Um, right. So why don't we? Four other occupied ones. Four other occupied apartments. So why don't we just go to the the nearest other occupied apartment and knock on the door? Uh, I'm going to bring uh, some of the Polaroids with me uh, so I can show them the wall stuff and see, like, hey, is any of this stuff yours that might be missing? And according to the stacks of mail, 
by the front door. Who's the person that lives in this apartment? Um, the person who lives in it, it's one A, excuse me, is uh, Abigail Wright. That's our missing person. No, that's yeah, that's the one we were in. Yeah. Yeah. So the person we're knocking on now, the closest uh, one to that, that, is across the hall in two B. That's uh, Thomas Manuel. Thomas Manuel. All right. Let's knock on the door and see what Tommy's up to. So uh, he opens the door, um, and he's got he's he's kind of. Hang on, I'll give you guys the picture of him. Well, there goes the everyone's missing theory. Yeah. I guess I should probably have my my badge at the ready when we knock on this door. Neither of you guys are actually official officials of some kind, doctor. And well, uh, we are deputized in the FBI. No, they gave us badges. They gave us uh, credentials yeah, you, to use. You guys have temporary creds, um, and there there is one. Okay. There I mean, we have a set cred- for you. We have credentials. Are those badges, or are they just like name tags? And IDs. They're basically just they're basically just name tags. I mean, you could yeah. you could always flash it and say, "I'm with the FBI," and you know, if if they don't like actually look too closely. Well, I've got a real one since I'm a U.S. Marshal, so maybe I'll just use mine, and you guys can not show the yeah. ones that might be discovered. Yeah, no, I I, I wasn't going to show mine because it's not a badge. Good. Okay. Right. But it's certainly something I should be leading with, I think. I thought they gave uh, us uh, stuff. I thought we had, like, uh, not exactly fake IDs, but something. I thought they gave us stuff to so that we can do this They gave us information about the the case. Yeah, they're they're name tags. They're ID badges. They're not not metal law enforcement badges. Mm. All right. I guess I wrote that down wrong there. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's not like a it's not like a full badge. It's uh, it, it's just FBI credentials. But they're um, official credentials, I suppose, right? So it's not, or are they fake? No, they're they're official. They're they're legit. Oh, so, so so just you to remind you, you guys, your 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 cover here is that you are uh, bagging and tagging all of this evidence uh, for the FBI uh, in in Westchester. Um, uh, Hal, when you walked in, uh, they all they all had the uh, the blue uh, nitrile gloves and and the little the little booties and they were um, you know prying stuff off the walls, uh, open boxes of um, you know, with evidence bags and, you know, like a, a manifest of, of the stuff that they had, had cataloged so far. Uh, the real point of this mission is to figure out if there was any 
otherworldly or unnatural influence in the disappearance of Abigail Wright? Uh, and if if so, to put a stop to it. Yeah, I think we found out she was in a cult or a part of a cult or something like that. No, she just there. Something they said there was an occult symbol associated with the apartments. Um, she's right. part of an artist co-op. That's what this building is. So anyway, you can you can either flash the uh, the FBI credential, the the ID card uh, that was provided for you, because technically you are deputized into the FBI, uh, or you can flash your own badge, Hal, if you if you would prefer. Now, if this one's like a fish, it's real. It's just you know, like a temporary you're a new new guy. Yeah. Badge basically. I'll show that one. That's fine. Okay. And as I'm, I'm sure I'm used to, you know, knocking on people's doors and hello, I'm agents with that's, that's what you lead with. So that's what I'm expecting to do when the guy answers. Um, so the, the gentleman whose picture I put in the, uh, in the folder, uh, uh, answers the door. Um, he's, uh, he is a Hispanic man, um, in his mid twenties, uh, wearing a t-shirt and jeans. Um, he's, um, they're, they're, uh, stained with what looks to be, uh, oil paint. Um, he's wearing a hat and, and headphones. He, uh, he, he looks a little dazed. And he he slides the headphones off and and just sort of says, "Can I can I help you?" So uh, I'll show him the little FBI thing. Um, do we have fake names or are we just going by our real names? Uh, I think it's our real names on the badges and stuff. Okay, so then I'll say hello. I'm I'm. Uh, Agent Eckerd with the FBI, we'd like to ask you a few questions, my colleagues and I. What, what Would that be okay? About? Oh, it's about your neighbor down across the hall. Oh, Abby, yeah. Um, When's the last time you saw Abby? Around about the 28th of May. Uh, there was a big going away party for her in the smoking lounge. That's so. Where was she heading? She she moved upstairs. You threw a going away party for someone who was moving upstairs. Yeah, well, you know, she was she was moving on. She she took out with that uh, with the encyclopedia salesman. I, I I told the FBI this and the NYPD. None of them ever followed up about it. She lives up on six now. It's a three-story building, right? Yep. I'm sorry, uh, apartment six or floor six? Uh, the sixth floor. Okay. Can I see into his apartment at all? Um, yeah. Does he have anything strange that I can see? Any yellow uh, signs or anything? Not 
not anything as remarkably striking as um, what's in Abby's apartment. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's got you, you can see uh, in the vestibule of his apartment he has like a like a sound system set up with uh, a, a couple of tape decks and uh, a turntable. Um, you said have, she was uh, moving. Oh, I'm sorry. What's your what's your uh, search at? My search is sixty one. Sixty one. All right. Um, so you see you see a wire uh, that is plugged into the input jack of his sound system, uh, and it runs down uh, along the floor um, under the carpet in the hallway. And then you you mm-hmm. realize uh, that it pops out on the other side of the hallway and is is looped into Abigail's apartment. Huh. the The voice that came through the radio did it? I forget. Did it sound male or female? Um, it sounded female. Okay. Uh, hey, Do you mind if you, you wanted? Yeah. Sorry. Would you mind taking a look at some of these photos? Are you missing any items? Uh, could any of these be yours? And I show them like the, the Polaroids. I haven't haven't really mislaid anything that I that I can think of. I'm sorry. You said she so, was moving uh, upstairs with an encyclopedia salesman. Yeah, I I really don't like that guy. He's he's kind of an asshole. Do, do you know his, his name? name? Oh, God, what is his name? Did he know. leave you a business card? He he didn't. I don't know. He's he's just one of those dudes, you know. He's he thinks who he is. Uh, always wears a white suit. I, I Does never, he come I around often? I mean, I, I see him upstairs sometimes. Would you mind showing us to his room so we know exactly which uh, apartment is? I mean, I, I guess I could take you up there if you want. Uh, out of up character, no, floor. I don't. Uh, well, well you think... you can go up there. I have to look at something in the apartment. I'm going to follow the wire from his apartment back into Abby's apartment. I was also okay. figuring, while that maybe if he shows me where that apartment is, uh, since you and Meyer are still going to be downstairs, you guys can check out his apartment while he's leading us up to the sixth floor. That apparently, hmm. suppose we could do a little snooping. Um, so we'll cut back to um, Mr. Garnett, Agent Garnett. Um, go ahead and make me another search roll. I got a 36 out of 41.
going to say you pull. You pull a fake leg off the wall and it's actually a real leg. Shellacked. I like this one. Is it a jackal? It's a jackal. Is it a jackal? It's a jackal. It's definitely a jackal. Is it a jackal? It's a jackal. Okay. So I just moved I hope it's a, a turkey. File. I just moved a file into the uh, into the agents folder. Uh, it is Seven, number 79, the play. Um, so you find that, like, crumpled up and wedged in between uh, two pieces of... Uh, over over by the, um, the giant walkie-talkie. Should we act this out? Each of us take a different character? Is it a whole play, or is it just a, a sheet of paper? It's just it's just that one page. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, if you guys want to read it out for the listeners, go right ahead. I'll be the door. I'm opening it now. I'll be Mark. Uh, Ryan, do you want to set the scene? Okay, who wants sure. to, who wants to be Thomas and who wants to be Michelle? I'll be Michelle. All right, I'll be Tommy. All right. Um, so the scene is the smoking lounge, a large parlor on the fourth floor. Uh, in the room are the dog, Thomas, and Michelle. Enter Mark Rourke. Abigail is gone. She moved upstairs today. And? I missed the kid. Her dad, that pig, came around. She doesn't like you, Mark. No one likes you. Anyway, she ran off with that salesman. Everyone knows it. Fuck you, you cunt. Come on, guys. Come on. Dog barks. No, I'm the dog. Don't take Chris's line. I called it. I didn't mean to jump your line, Chris. Go ahead. Unforgivable. Now I'm not going to do it again. I'm so sorry, Chris. They'll have to use the first take. Worst play ever. uh, I just ruined it. Uh, Someone is heard coming up the steps. A loud racket reverberating up and down the staircase. Who is that? Everyone stops to listen. Who could be down there? Who is that? Mark steps to the doorway and leans down, leans to look down the stairs. Hello? Hello? Enter federal agents. That's disquieting. Yeah. Oh. Federal agents. That was a fun play. 
I'm I can't believe we're ready for Broadway. Moved upstairs part because Meyer was in the room and didn't hear it from the guy, and the other two, James and I, who did, left. But Alex. Well, I'm not in the room with Meyer yet, I don't think. This is while we're talking to the guy. Yeah, okay. But you'll be the only one who could put it together once you do go in there chasing the wire. Yeah. So I didn't hear, no one heard a dog barking? Um, I barked. You Someone it. just said a dog barking over. <laughs> well, now that now that you mention it, you do you do think you hear um, the sound of a of an animal, a, a dog barking, maybe maybe a floor or two above. It's it's very muffled though. Oh, I see. Ooh, ooh. Very good, Chris. I feel so immersed. Excellent. It was a muffled bark. It was. I will bag it and tag it. All right. Uh, so about, about the time you're sliding it into a bag, um, Bernice comes in um, following something. Sorry, uh, Melinda. I don't know why I called you Bernice. I do. That's not my name. Uh, yeah, I'm going to follow the wire. All right. There wasn't um, even a Bernice it, at all. No, it wasn't even close. Nope. Um, you you follow the wire into Abigail's apartment, uh, and it terminates in a uh, small uh, lav style mic. A microphone, not a speaker. Not a speaker. He did say hmm. it was jacked into the input. Oh yeah, true. Uh, okay. So he is he he is recording Abigail's apartment. Is it like covered by anything, or is it just like a speaker mounted to the wall, like everything else? Um, you didn't notice it before because it's sort of uh, stashed in between things, and whoever mm-hmm. whoever laid the microphone wire uh, ran it along the along the baseboard, so. Um, you you wouldn't so, have yeah. you wouldn't have found it unless you were um unless you saw the wire on the other side. Is it is it adhered to the wall like everything else? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to turn to Philip, and I'm going to put my finger over my lips in like a like a be quiet thing, and I'm going to point to the microphone. Did uh did Thomas take the the other two upstairs? Um so he he said he said he'd take you upstairs. Are you guys going with him? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was hoping to distract him and to see where he thought the 6th floor was. I'm curious to see his reaction when there isn't one. <laughs> right. Hal is just convinced that this guy is very very high. Um, so, so yeah, um, he, he, uh, leads the two of you upstairs. Uh, the, there's a stairwell in the middle of the hallway, um, that, that goes up. Um, we'll, we'll get to you guys in a bit. Um, Melinda, 
you you see from from the hallway uh, he the the guy Thomas Manuel closes his door uh, you know gestures toward the stairs and the three of them go up so what are you two doing all right so I'm, I'm going to I'll step out into the hall and I'll gesture for Philip to come with me and then close the door behind him and, and whisper uh, it seems the neighbor Thomas was uh, bugging. Abigail's apartment. I, I found a microphone that leads into his apartment here. Uh, that's weird. Okay. Yes. Uh, we. Uh, uh, I'm going to take a look. I'm going to check. Did, is his door open or closed? Uh, no, he, he pulled it closed behind him. It's locked. It's locked. Uh, okay. Um, I guess criminology would be lockpicking, right? I actually um, have a locksmithing skill. <laughs> yeah. Or that. Yeah. No, I I don't have that. Uh, I so I'll, I'll try the door and um, I don't I don't suppose you know how to pick a lock, do you, Philip? Uh, no. Uh, well, all right. Uh, I'm going to I'll I'm going you... to cut the wire to that microphone. Wait, wow, what? Uh, I, I have say, crap. I'll, I'll let you. Go ahead. I have craft electronics. Can I like somehow disable it with that? Um, well, it's it's a it's not an electronic lock. Um, no, I mean the the microphone. Oh, the microphone. Yeah. Um, the the easiest way would probably be just to give the wire a yank. Um, it, you know, it would disable oh, it from, from the port. Um, but it's it's basically like one of those little like uh, lavalier mics that um, you you'd pin onto your lapel um, if you're if you're giving a lecture or if you're on like a talk show or something like that. It's it's kind of tiny. Gotcha. He's just trying to get some room tone. Yeah, I see. Um, yeah. So I'm 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 just worried that he could be spying on us now, and if we say anything that other people shouldn't hear. Uh, that could be bad. I so mean, I, I think I'm in the hallway. I'm saying so. I, I think we should disable it somehow. All right, I'm gonna go back into the room and disable the microphone. Yeah, you, you don't even have to. You don't even have to roll. Just you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna say if you if you want to try to break into his apartment, um, I'll give it to you. I, I can let you have criminology at at minus twenty percent. So negative ten for me. Wait, criminology at what? Minus what? Minus twenty. Twenty. Oh, well then I'm rolling at a ten. Better than minus whatever, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, better than minus 10. Yeah. All right, I'll try. Here we go. I'm curious to what what Alex would roll. Uh, I failed. 37. Unless I got a 1, it's a failure. Well, mark the skill, Meyer, because then you get a point in it at the end of the game. Yeah, that's true. That's why I rolled it. Yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, we can't so break into his apartment. You uh, you fiddle with the lock, and uh, you know you you can't get it open. Um, all right, well I'm gonna say, well, he said that uh, 
it, it, he seemed to know where she was. He said that she was moving upstairs to the sixth floor with some sort of uh, encyclopedia salesman. Yeah. Uh, listen, but right before you came in, I, I found uh, something weird when I was on the or something else interesting on the wall. I'll show you. Come oh, here. I'll, 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 I'll bring her. I'll show her the uh, the, the paper, the play. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll read it. Again? <laughs> no, I, I remember it. Huh. Is that a is that a sand check, Ryan? Uh, no. No, yeah, it's just a. Well, that's interesting. I I, I assume that the the Thomas in this play is the Thomas we spoke to. It, it seems to be about the people who live here. Yeah, I wonder if there I'm are any more pages. Well, I guess keep looking, I guess. All right. Uh, can I search specifically for more pages to this play? Uh, yeah, if you guys want to each give me um, a search roll. Sure. I got a 17 out of 41. And I got a 9 out of 61. Um, all right, so yeah, you, you guys both find, uh, more pages. Um, stuffed in between things in the, uh, in, in Abigail's apartment. Um, there's, there's one, there's one scene, they, they don't really go in any particular order, uh, but there's, there's one scene that you find, uh, where the, the, Tenants of the building are discussing, you know, this this play that someone keeps leaving for them outside their doors every night. Uh, and there's there's a bit of an exchange about, um, you know, who who could be writing this this play about them. Um, and and they they all kind of um, the the narration describes them all uh looking looking shocked and and you know gazing off stage right and that's where that scene cuts off um oh okay other other than that um there there are all kinds of weird uh locations um there's there's a reference to the ballroom um there's there's a discussion there's a discussion between um, between Mark Rourke and uh, Lewis Post uh, about the about the dancers um, and how elegantly they move. Okay, that's interesting. And you said so. These are are these glued to the wall too, or you said they're like stuffed? Are they like just like stuffed in between they're, other things that are on the wall? Yeah, they're they're like wadded up and and stuffed in almost like filler. So it seems like someone else is writing a play about the people living here. Yeah, I wonder if there's anything about uh. About Abigail. Was there anything about... I mean, other than that first page, was there anything about her? 
Um, you you do find a scene where uh, it, it seems to be um, a going away party. Um, there's a there's a silent character called the encyclopedia salesman who just stands, you know, um, upstage center, uh, you know, leering at everybody during the whole scene. Um, and and everyone seems to be congratulating Abby on, you know, uh, moving, moving upward, moving onward. Um, you know, they, they all seem to be uh, kind of reverently telling her, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're so, we're so jealous. Um, you know, we, we really want to, we really want to get it as much as you do and, and move on uh, as well. You know, we'll get there eventually. What's what's her mood like in the scene? Um, she she seems she seems jubilant. You know she's she's taking all of their all of their compliments with um, you know with with aplomb and uh, trying trying to be uh, you know self deprecating and and demure. Um, but but you can tell by the way it's it's written that uh, she is. Uh, very pleased to be moving to wherever she's going. Yeah, okay. Well, it seems like she at least might be happy where she is, or at least she went willingly, according to this random play that we found stuffed between detritus glue to her walls. I mean, it could be brainwash. Yes, that's true as well. Uh, well, the the other two uh, went with Thomas to uh, the sixth floor to find this uh, this uh, salesman's apartment. So we could show this to them when they get back. I'm sorry, the quote unquote sixth floor. That's where Abigail went. Yes, that's why. Well, they. Uh, I mean, obviously there is no sixth floor, but they asked the Thomas to show them where this this apartment is, so maybe they could speak to someone about her. Is it a meta, like a, a metaphorical uh, sixth floor, or is it they actually mean an actual sixth floor? No, oh, I, I have no idea. I, I mean, you know, maybe it's like how you know golf courses call the bar the nineteenth hole. Uh, you know, maybe there's an empty apartment or something they call the sixth floor as a as a sort of joke. Yeah. I'm sure that's what it is and nothing more. Probably not. Uh, uh we we cut to um Ben and Hal. Uh you're you're following this guy uh up the stairs. Uh, do you do you want to chat him up as he as he takes you upstairs, or you just following him along and following along behind in silence? What Hal is doing is observing him and trying to figure out what sort of drugs he's on. Um, I'll I'll give you a human troll. What did you say? You broke up there. Uh, human. Okay. Let's see, twenty nine. I'm pretty sure that's good. Uh, human to sixty. Yes. All 
right. Um, I mean, he he definitely seems distracted and and dazed, but like you don't notice his pupils dilating oddly or or any redness around his eyes or um, he's he's not he's not like jumpy or anything. Uh, you you can't really you can't really put your finger on it in terms of uh, any any one substance. Uh, based on the way he's acting, though, it's got to be something. All right, yeah, some new thing on the streets that I haven't heard of yet. Right. So, on what uh, floor is the uh, smoking lounge located? Oh, that's up on four. Uh, that, that's about as far as I can take you, unfortunately. I'm sorry. The the smoking lounge. Um, I I just don't I don't get it well enough to go upstairs beyond that. It, it, it's difficult to explain. You'll you'll see you'll see. Um. So he uh, he leads you up to the. Um, he leads you up to the, to the third floor, um, and there is, uh, uh, another, another stairwell that leads up to, um, what, what says roof access on it. Um, and he shoulders his way through it, and... There is a room on the other side. Um, so both of you go ahead and make me sand checks because there should not be a room here. Uh oh. Seventy six. That's above my, my sanity. 71 out of my current sanity is 85. All right. Um, so, Ben, you lose one. Hal. You lose four. All right. Um, so you walk into a large, inviting area resembling a turn-of-the-20th-century men's club. Uh, the walls are covered in velvet wallpaper, and overstuffed armchairs of burgundy leather dot the floor. Uh, a large hearth burns constantly in one wall. A wet bar in a corner is available for anyone's use. Uh, it always contains plenty of ice, glasses, unlabeled liquors and liqueurs, bitters, vermouth, olives. It's fully stocked. Um, there's a there's a walk-in humidor. Um, there's a wall that has floor-to-ceiling bookcases made of rosewood with a rolling stepladder. Um, How much is rent in this place? I I might take. You you don't you don't know. No, I mean in real life. This sounds like a great place to live. Um, I think the uh, I think the book says uh, somewhere. I think it says um, eight fifty a month. 
and you only have to go insane, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a great place to live. I thought it was like an artist place. Um, I'll start some art. Whatever. So, okay. Um, and you, you're saying that the, the encyclopedia salesman and Abigail are on the sixth floor? Yeah. Like I said, this is this is about as far as I can take you, unfortunately. Uh, I'm still working on um, moving up myself. I think I'm close, though. Um, Mr. Castain has been letting me uh, paint in the basement, and um, I, I think I'm I think I'm getting really close. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That sounds amazing that you're getting close. Um, how does one earn access to the higher floor? Are we allowed to go up there, or do we have to earn our way up there? Well, I think anyone's allowed to go up there. You just need to it, – it just has to click for you, you know? You have, to be, you have to be in the right frame of mind to go. Um, who is Mr. Castain? Oh, he's the night manager. Uh, and does he have the keys, or why is he telling uh, people they can go up to the? Well, if you if you want to ask him, his apartment's right down there. He points to uh, a doorway, you know, uh, leading to a, a short hallway on the opposite side of the room. Hi. I, okay, um, and if we were to go to the sixth floor, where would the entrance to the staircase that goes up there be? In the same hallway, or is it something I have to believe to see? When you find it, man, let me know. He just puts his hand on your shoulder and gives you like a weird, goofy grin. Yeah, totally not by that at all in any way. Oh. Totally fine. Totally comfortable. No. So, um... Touching me. <laughs> I, I, I guess we're okay now, Mr. Manuel. I think, uh... Thank you for all the help you've given us, and uh, we'll we'll take it from here, right? Uh, yeah. Dr. B? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll go... Uh, and talk to Mr. Castain and uh, see if we can find Abigail up on six or the encyclopedia salesman that you so generously told us about. And thank you so much for leading us here. Hey, my pleasure, man. I hope we haven't disturbed your day. I was just about to get ready to go to work. See you in the funny papers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then, then he turns and, and walks out of the room. And there's there's no one else there, right? Um now that you now that you look, uh you, you didn't you didn't see him before. I mean you're certain he was he, he must have been there. Um, there's a, there's a gentleman 
Um, he he looks. Um, he's 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 fat, redheaded, and he's wearing like a really bad-looking wig. Um, he's wearing like a like an old-timey suit. Um, and and he's chewing on an unlit cigar. He he looks over at you and uh, he says, "Oh, can I interest you gentlemen in a game of cards?" Um, you you wouldn't by chance be Mister Castain, would you? Uh, why no, friend? Name's Rourke. Hello, so, uh, uh, Rourke. Uh, Mr. You Mr. Rourke. Ha- Sorry, James. Go ahead. Uh, you wouldn't happen to know um, uh, uh, Abigail uh, or her? I guess what, what was it? Uh, she moved in with an encyclopedia salesman. Yeah, that bastard. Uh, sweet kid, nice ass. Uh, yeah, do uh, you wouldn't happen to know the name of this encyclopedia salesman, would you? Of course I don't, you buffoon. Why would I know that? Why? Why wouldn't you know that? Well, it's not. It's not information that he regularly throws around. Well, why not? You just said your name was Rourke. I'm happy to tell you I'm uh, Agent Hal Eckert. Uh, why wouldn't he give you his name? It seems like a standard introduction thing, wouldn't you say, Mr. Rourke? Especially, especially for a salesman. He He looks at you as if you are a child, and and he says... Listen, son, man's name is his own business. I guess that's fair. I just know that he looks like a chump in his white suit. Yeah, I hear you're not supposed to wear white after Labor Day. Certainly a fashion uh, faux pas. Mr. Rourke, is it uh, safe to assume that you live here? I live up on the seventh floor of the hotel. On the seventh floor? Huh? Which which room in particular? Uh, room or is that the penthouse? Oh, so you're allowed to go to the seventh floor. Allowed? I'm allowed to go wherever I like. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry, Mr. Uh, um, Mr. Thomas Thomas Manuel downstairs said that you have to be allowed to go to certain floors. He's a simpleton. He doesn't understand, you see. Ah, okay, that's right. Uh, he seemed a bit of, uh, like he was under influence, I guess you might say. 
Listen, are you two going to stand there gabbing all night, or you want to play cards, or what? Uh, I, I, we're actually trying to find uh, Mr. Castain, or, or Abigail, and, as, uh, for that matter, if, so, uh, it, if you can point us in either of those directions, that would be great. Castain's down the hall. He, he gestures. If you see him, tell that frog that my sink has been broken all week. Oh, I hope he's really a frog. I Not will just be French. <laughs> I would definitely be. I would definitely let him know. I'm I'm not so good with the cards. I'm I'm unlucky in cards, but lucky in love, if you know what I mean, Mr. Wark. He he just sort of uh he just sort of turns away. Uh he's he's got a, a glass of uh of bourbon in his hand and he just mutters to himself, fucking leavable and and just takes a sip of whiskey. Um so we cut back to the two of you. Um you see uh, Thomas Manuel uh, come down the stairs. Uh, are you still in the hallway? You have the door open? Um, well, I think, no, I think we're back in uh, Abigail's apartment. Yeah, yeah. Probably with in the door case, closed. In that case, you hear uh, a single uh, person uh, come back down the stairs and the uh, the door across the hall opens, uh, and you hear. Uh, as and when I hear him coming down, I'm gonna I'm gonna open the door to see who's coming. Uh, it's it's Manuel. He's he's alone. Oh, um, <clears throat> uh, where where are the the other the other two? Uh, I, I left them up in the smoking lounge. Told them they're on their own. You know oh, how it is. Um, right. And where's the smoking lounge? Uh, up on four. Right. Uh, say, do you know anything about the uh, materials that Abigail mounted on her walls? I. I mean, I. I saw it. I saw it once. The the police left the door open. It's it's really it's really stunning piece of work, isn't it? I it's mean, she, she really it's put a piece it of, all together. It's a piece of art. Oh, it's so much more than that. Yeah, it's it's very pretty. Hi, how you doing? I'm, I'm Philip Garnett. Oh, yeah, yes, I'm so sorry, uh, Philip. Yes, uh, th- this is this is Mr. Manuel. He lives across the hall. How you doing, buddy? You know. So, do you, do you know what, what what do you mean she she put it all together? Well, she she put it all together. She got it. Otherwise, she wouldn't have moved upstairs. Right. And this, I gesture to the apartment, has something to do with getting it. I, I don't know if that helped her put it all together, or or if it was something she did. You know, after she put it all together for herself, but you know, it just—it just made sense to her. It—it it clicked. 
she got it, and then she moved upstairs. He he huh. seems to be getting like a little agitated now. All right, I'm sorry. I just uh, got got what? What did she get? What did she understand? It. She got it. Probably. And then she went upstairs. Probably the meaning. Yeah. Right, right. You know that that's that's it. But what is it? The the play. Mm, the play. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, so she has to understand. She understood the play. Yeah, she she was the one who brought it in. She she loaned it around to us. Uh, we we passed it around. We. We read it, but none of us none of us really got it the way she did. Mm. Hey, would, you know, would that I, be? Oh, sorry. You know, I we got I I found a couple of pages of that. It's pretty good. Uh, do you have any uh, more of those pages I can read? Uh, I I think oh. Michelle has the has the the copy of it that oh, uh, Michelle Abby brought. Michelle has it. Oh, where's uh, what room's Michelle in? She's up on two. On two, I'm okay. Sure I'm giving you the right. Uh, and, on the right page. Uh, Michelle is up on the first floor. Oh, okay. Aren't aren't we on the first floor? Well, it, they label it ground one and two, so. Oh, okay. Uh, um, the, this play, would it be the play about you, or is it the king in yellow? Oh, you've no, you've read it. You've, you, you know about it. Uh, which, wait, which one? The king in yellow. I, I've I've heard of it. I've I've never read it. I know of it. Oh. He he. You, you said you could tell he got really excited for just a second, and then he looks disappointed. I mean, I I would like to read it. it. You said Michelle has a copy. Yeah, she's. I think she was the last one that had uh, Abby's copy of it. All right. Well, thanks, man. Thanks, uh, thanks for all your uh, time, and thanks for answering our questions, man. Uh, well, well, I guess we'll go talk yes, to Michelle. Yes, Happy to help. Um, he he um, goes back into his apartment, and you can see he um, he he picks up like a little uh, toolbox that has you know, brushes and, uh, turpentine and, um, some rags, uh, and he, he heads out of the building. Uh, out of the building. Okay. Yeah. And I assume he locks his door behind him again. You know what? Make me a luck roll. Call it high or low. Oof. I mean, you were agitating him because you guys weren't getting it, you know? I'm going to call it... I'm going to call it high. 28. Nope. All right. Nope. Yeah, no, he, he remembers bastard. to lock his door. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I guess we should go talk to this Michelle. Yeah, actually, you know, honestly, I, th- I think we gotta also find the other two guys. I think right now we're in over our heads. We gotta, before, you know, we start, I don't know, ex- exploring, I think we've gotta really figure out, I think we have to check out the whole room and figure everything out. We're kind of go- leading us going in blind, and that's not, that's not, uh, it's pretty dangerous. Yeah, yes, yes, of course. Um, well, uh, if they, the, the, the Philip, not Philip, uh, Thomas said that the other two were on the fourth floor, wherever that might be, but presumably it's up, and if Michelle's on the floor above us, we could uh, stop by her apartment and pick up the, the manuscript and then head up to where the others are. All right, yeah. I, I don't suppose you've ever heard of the King in Yellow. It's uh, a, a very famous, well, in some circles, a cult manuscript. Well, maybe not a cult. It's, uh, well, it's, it, it would be fascinating if they actually have a copy. No. Oh. I'll take your word for it. I'm going to lock the door. I'm going to lock Abigail's uh, room up so nobody else can go get in. Oh, okay. yes. I, I'll, I'll head upstairs. All right. Um, so we will cut back to um, Ben and Hal. Um, You guys are standing in the smoking lounge. Uh, There's a roaring fire um, and this gentleman, Mark Rourke, has been pointedly ignoring you for a few moments. Well, I believe we we were going to make our way down to... uh, Mr. Face's office. Mr. Castain's office. Okay. I'm going to actually, once we're out of earshot of uh, Mr. Rourke, um, kind of partway down the hall, I'm going to grab Dr. B's elbow and stop him for a minute. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Is, this is, did I miss something? What? Where are we? There, there was no fourth floor. I, I don't know. And I, what the hell is that guy's problem? Like, what? What is wrong with these people in this building? What is wrong with this building? I think that's. Uh, I mean, I've met assholes before, uh, but never have I gone out onto to roof access and there's a a lounge with another roof. Yeah, and and I, why is everyone in this building treating us like we don't we're, we're, we don't understand how life works? It. What what perception of life do they have that we aren't getting? Yes, that's that's definitely life is different here for them than it is for us. Obviously, they all they, they, seem to have the same thoughts. They seem to think we're asking really stupid questions. You know what that means? We must be asking really stupid questions. Yeah, I. I I something fig- something obvious is is within is not in our grasp. We're missing a very important puzzle piece, but I suspect once we find it, some of this will start to make a little bit of sense. I, I yeah, I hope. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, no, uh, I I definitely. When we get out of here, I need to go to the library or town hall, and I need to look up the building plans for this building because. That that door said roof access, and there's a whole room in there. Look, we 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 know how to get back here, right? Why don't we take a step back, 
go outside and look at the... There must be something we didn't notice before that explains this easily. Yeah, maybe there's an attached building on the back of it that we didn't notice. Maybe it's designed weird. Maybe my internal compass is turned around a little bit. There's probably something we missed. This couldn't possibly be, so we must have missed something important, right? So let's go start from the beginning and, and carefully. Yeah, yeah, that that makes the most sense. We'll break this down. Uh, you know, what, maybe we can see if uh, um, Melinda or uh, Agent Agent uh, Philip has uh, come across any new information. I I don't feel uh, I I don't want to get lost in this building. Uh, at least if we're all together, at least there's four people to map it out. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, yeah, so we missed I something. Wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind a look at that room that you guys have been in. I only stuck my oh. head in briefly. Perhaps a fresh pair of eyes might uncover un- un- something useful. Yeah, no, you know, definitely. Uh, six eyes are better than – no, eight eyes are better than six. There were six at first. I'm, I can count. All right, so let's let's head back then. Um, so here's here's the thing. Yeah, we're not going to be able to. Well, um, because we don't get it. One of you, one of you takes the lead on this. Somebody make me a sand roll. One of us. One of you. Who's who's leading the way? Um, well. My sand's at 85, if you want. Well, it's at 84 currently. Yeah, that's like 30 higher than mine can get. So if you wouldn't mind. I rolled a 12 out of 84. Okay. Um, so you can either lose one sand or one willpower point. It's your choice. Uh, I think I'll take the hit on the sand. Bring me down to 83. Um, My willpower is only 17. So you you turn back uh, to to where the door to the downstairs, the roof access door was. And in its place, for, for a second, you think you can see the, the rosewood bookshelves just, just lined with tomes recess infinitely like to the vanishing point um and then and then you just kind of think things go fuzzy um and where the door was is is now a doorway that just leads to a hallway with more of the same carpeting um It is. It is no longer. You, you kind of like 
look, maybe you, maybe you were facing a different wall, a different face of the room. Um, but, but it doesn't, the, the smoking lounge doesn't seem to have an exit to the lower floors any longer. All right. Well, that's strange. I could have sworn we came in through this way, right? This is the area that we walked in from, right? Because yeah. we walked in, the guy. Well, the, I, was... I I don't see a way out. I see a way that just goes into more rooms. I guess now I will look down this hallway. Um, oh, I was okay. I have a feeling I think I needed to fail my check. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting I should be rolling something. Um. Well, hang hang on a second. You you look mm-hmm. through the, you you look through the door and you know same same realization. Um. This this shouldn't this this wasn't the way this was oriented just a few moments ago. You you could have sworn you just came from the stairway to the lower floors, but it's not here any longer. We, we must be mistaken, right? Are there... I'm going to look around. Are there other doors to the... Um, in the smoking lounge? Um, there's, there's the doorway at the other side uh, past the... past Rourke. Uh, that he said leads to the manager's apartment, the night manager. All right, because we walked up with we walked up with 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 Thomas. He showed us this way. Uh, we talked to 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 Rourke, and then we made our way to the to the office, and then we just turned around and went to leave. We didn't do any extra steps. So how is that? How is the stairway that the doorway that we came in to come in here? Not this is not. I, we must have gotten turned around. You know what? Uh, I think our conversation with Mr. Rourke um, has has obviously gotten us turned around. Um, so you see, you see at the end of the hallway that you're looking down, uh, two people run across the opening uh, a little ways distant, too suddenly to be seen clearly. A moment later, uh, three men in large, old-looking gas masks and uh, trench coats, uh, very obviously carrying automatic shotguns, pursue them. Uh, after after they cross out of sight, uh, you hear the distant thundering reports of shotgun blasts. And that was that was down the hallway with the. Uh... That used to be the stairs or the hallway to the manager's office. The hallway that you lead you leads to what used to be the uh, that used to go to the stairs. Okay, we shouldn't go that way. I uh, if we were op- if we opened the door and looked down it and then we just saw that and heard gunshots, I immediately closed that door and uh, duck away from the, the the viewpoint of it. Now there's people with shotguns. What is wrong with this building? I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. I think I, I think I know what happened. Obviously, um, Thomas was doing some sort of psychotropic drug in his apartment. When he opened the door, we probably got hit something. Or maybe he drugged us on purpose. 
God damn it. I've I've never done drugs before. I don't I don't know. Is this a normal feeling? Is this how we're supposed to feel? Is this I I, I don't know. It I think it depends on the drug. I I didn't. Uh, I mean I I don't I don't recall eating or drinking anything. Maybe it was like an aerosol. Oh, um, there's, there's no other looking. Or LSD can be absorbed through the skin. Maybe oh, he, he touched, he you, touched my he? shoulder. Yes. Wait, are we sharing a hallucination? You saw you you saw guys with shotguns, right? Yeah, yeah, I I saw that in gas masks through a door that wasn't there before to a hallway that wasn't there before. Is, is that I think there's there's a there is a phenomenon where, where a group of people can hallucinate the same thing, right? That that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, that is a thing. I've heard of that. Uh, all right. So while you guys debate that, um, Melinda, you and Philip, uh, Phil, excuse me, having a hard time remembering everyone's name tonight. Uh, you you guys walk up to the second floor, um, and I am going to say uh, that you can identify based on the mailboxes uh, that Michelle lives in apartment six B. And that's on the second floor. That's on the second floor. The it's a it's a weird numbering scheme. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over and knock on 6B. Um, You get no answer. Um, Um, Hello? Is this uh, Michelle? um, When you you knock a little bit, uh, the door is ajar and it clicks open. Oh. Uh, I look look back at Philip. Should we go in? Why don't we just uh, stay in the doorway and yell out and see if anyone's home? Oh, okay, uh, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna push I'm gonna push the door open a little more. Uh, hello, uh, Michelle, are you home? Um, you you hear you hear just a second from from a distant room. <sighs> You're right. Um, a woman in her early 30s with uh, close-cropped red hair um, leans through an archway in the opposite wall. Um, make, make me, first of all, make me an intelligence times five check, either of you, both of you. I'm, I'm real good at that. Uh, yeah, that's a 23 out of 85. I failed. You failed. All right. Uh, Philip, it doesn't strike you, but... Uh, Melinda... That, that Her apartment's bigger that, on the inside. That, that should be the exterior wall of the building. Yeah. There's, there's a room behind it, and a room behind that, and a room behind that. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Is that a that's a sand check? Yep. Uh, that's also a pass. Uh, so lose one. Is that helplessness or unnatural? Uh, that's unnatural. Okay. Um, so anyway, a, a woman in her uh, Caucasian woman, um, early 30s, uh, red hair, um, sort of like pokes her head out from, from around the archway. Um, you can see in her in in her one hand she has a, a can of mace, um, and she she's looking at you very suspiciously. What what the fuck do you want? Um, hello, uh, my my name is uh, Melinda. This is my associate Philip. We're uh we're we're here investigating uh, what happened to uh, Abigail downstairs and. We we spoke to Thomas, and he mentioned that oh, you have a a very uh, spacious apartment. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, uh, Thomas mentioned that you might have a copy of a play uh, that we could borrow. Something Abigail brought in. No, I refuse. I need instant um, gratification. She, she says. She says. Um, she says. I. I already told the police everything I know about Abigail. The oh uh, yes. Uh, she moved up I mean, to the sixth floor, right? Uh, yeah, with that. With that salesman. She rolls her. She rolls her eyes. I mean, you can't you can't tell people that they're in abuse. They're in an abusive relationship. They 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 don't want to see it. You're saying that the the salesman is abusive towards her. I mean, it's it's obvious the way the way she follows him around, the way the way he controls her. Well, uh, if. If she's in trouble, we we can help her, uh, right? Right, Philip? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, can we uh, come in? Maybe you can talk. Tell us about uh, you know, what you witnessed about the uh, abuse. I've I've seen enough abusive relationships in my time to be able to spot one. The way the way she won't say anything without without his approval. I'll bet he. I'll bet he records all of her conversations. Well, uh, Th- Thomas makes you think was that? recording uh, because. Oh, sorry. Well, I, I had a I had a friend once in in college. Um, she she couldn't make a phone call uh, w- without her without her boyfriend. Uh, knowing about it, he was so suspicious, so jealous. Uh, so, she, so he would make her 
uh, tape all of her all of her phone calls and play them back for him. That's terrible. Yeah, that's messed up. I, I get I get similar vibes from that guy. Oh. Uh, can you describe him? What does he look like? Uh, what's his name? Never caught his name, but he's he's, he's uh, dressed in a white suit. Always carries a little attaché case, wingtip shoes. Uh, and and like do you I know said, anything about the? Oh, continue, sorry. No, you go. Um, he he lives up on six with Abigail now. It's 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 her choice. It's her choice. Do you know anything about the art project she was working on in her apartment? Uh, no, I, I keep to myself mostly. Uh, uh, Thomas in, insinuated that it had something to do with the play and that Abigail got it. Play, yeah. Uh, it's she. She. She kind of like relaxes just a little bit, um, and and she. You know, I, I I was suspicious of it at first. Uh, everyone was passing it around, but it, but it really is a brilliant work ahead of its time. Uh, I I would I would call it one of the first feminist plays uh, that per- portrays a patriarchal society shifting over to uh, the the matriarchy. Um, Casilda and Camilla uh, they they hold so much so much uh, power in Yathil. Um, the the entire kingdom is is under their control. Well, that that sounds very... fascinating. Would I would I be able to borrow it? I I would love to read it. Um. Sure. Uh. I I think I think I left it. Uh. O- over there. Uh, she she kind of points. She she gestures with the uh, with the can of mace towards the room we're in. Yeah. Um, okay, she, I'm going to do it. She also does have some. She also does have some bookshelves. Um, so um, you said your search is at sixty. Sixty one. Sixty one. We are reading books, and Alex and J- uh, and uh, James and Chris are stuck on the sixth floor. They're stuck in a dimension that doesn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what the worst part is? We are in more danger of going insane than they are. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Excuse me, we're still on the fourth floor. 
and we and we come across shotgun wielding people. Well, they haven't spotted us yet. So Alex and I will go crazy, and then James and Chris be lost to in another dimension forever because they don't get it. Yep. And we get it too much. Yeah. Well, you know what? When once we get it, we could just go straight to the sixth floor. We won't have to stop on the fourth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Instant death. Just go right to the sixth. Yeah. Uh, make me either of you make me alertness or or human. Oh no, not human. Uh, what's my alertness? Well, better than my humans. I failed. Uh, let me see. I succeeded on alertness. Um, yeah, so so you see uh, that she she's holding that can of mace, um, but she she's keeping her other arm like kind of behind her and also uh, out of sight behind the behind the archway that she's kind of leaning in through. Hmm. When I when I look where she pointed, can I see the book or the the play? Um, you 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 don't see it in particular. Uh, it's um, she's just gesturing over toward a bookshelf. Oh, she's just pointing at the bookshelf. Okay. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Well. Hmm. So I I notice she's keeping her arm. Um. I'm going to say, I may I may I come in and look. I assure you, we we mean you no harm. I'll hold up like both my hands to show I'm unarmed. Um, make me make me persuade. Uh-uh, yeah. Nope, that's a fifty-nine out of forty. Um, she she kind of uh, she kind of. Uh, points the can of of mace at you, and she says, uh, I, "I I'd rather I'd rather you didn't." On, on second thought, um, pl- please please leave. Oh, oh okay. Hey, um. Uh, it's Michelle, right? She yes. looks over at you. Yes. Listen, um, you know we we, we don't mean no any harm. Uh, honestly, we're just looking out for the best for Abigail. You know, we're trying to, uh, you know, help her out. Uh, and I think we suspect that, you know, maybe reading this play could uh, help in that, uh, investigation. I mean, it seems like you want to help her out too. So, you know, we have mutual interests. Um, Philip, make me persuade with a minus 20. All right, here we go. Uh, nope, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a fail. That's a 28 and it was put a 20. Oh, I fucking knew it. You're, you're both cops, aren't you? Get the fuck out of my apartment. I have nothing to say. Uh, oh, all right. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to slowly back up. Yeah, I guess I'll back up. And I'll, I'll close the door as we go. Okay, you, you see... You see oh, actually, no, no, I'm going to leave... I'm going to back... I'm going to... I'm going to back up and I'm going to leave the door open. If she, if she wants to close, she's going to have to come close it herself. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you hear some rapid footsteps and the door slams right in your face and you hear the, the tumblers of the lock turn. Um, and then and then she runs off. You know, we're not Did I see it. what was in her other hand? Um, make me another alertness check. Okay. Yes, that's another success. All right. Um, it was uh, a tomahawk. Oh. A, a tomahawk? Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, I'm glad I didn't go in there. She's got like a, a, a tiny bone axe. Behind her back. Holy shit. Okay. Well. Uh, why don't we go upstairs and, and see if we can find the other two? Honestly, I, I, I right. feel like we should go back Good to the luck. apartment and keep searching. Well, they've, they've been gone for a while. Uh, I, I think maybe we should at least check on them and make sure they're okay. I mean, that, that Thomas fellow could have done something to them. They could need help. All right. I mean, if if you want to go back down, I'll I'll head up there and, and look for them. If uh, if you hear me scream, come running. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, good luck. All right, so I'll. So Melinda's heading back upstairs, and um, Philip is going back down to the apartment. Yeah, man, I'm going to that room. I'm going to find out for more information. Okay. Um, so, Melinda, you head up, and we cut back to um, Hal and Ben. Um, so, yeah, even even through the closed door, you, you just hear shotgun reports. So, let's talk to, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go walk back over to Rourke, um, again. Okay. He, he looks up at you as if he had never had that conversation with you before. Um, you know, like he's seeing you for the first time. And uh, he okay. goes, oh, good evening, gentlemen. Fancy a game of cards. Oh, maybe another time. Um, I was just looking to go back downstairs, and uh, I could have sworn I came through that door over there before to come up, but uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a hallway. So I was just wondering if you could point the stairs out for me. course it's a hallway you dunderhead what else would it be stairs now listen you want to you want to find the stairs it's 
you you gotta you gotta do it by feel, son. You gotta you gotta you gotta know where you wanna go. You gotta do your best to get there. It's it's uh it's an effort of will. So um Just don't don't you know how things work in the hotel here? No. Maybe you could enlighten us. I hear you're from all the way up on the seventh floor. I'm sure you know all about everything. I know what's what. Well, why not throw the dog a bone? Say, I recognize you. I imagine you do. We spoke... All of five minutes ago. We uh, we went down to the tunnels after you escaped from the booby hatch and you ditched those G-men. Doesn't sound like something I did. I wasn't. Doctor uh, B actually puts his hand on his mouth to push his on his chin to push his mouth back to being closed because he was just about to yell what <laughs> and uh yeah wasn't sure that I'd ever see you again I, I could have sworn that you found your bottle listen listen you gotta help me get back to the tunnels you have to get help me get back there so I can find my bottle hey hey Gork, would you fancy a game of cards Fancy a, a game of cards, gentlemen. He smile. He sort of like goes blank for a second and then smiles and and uh, says that. Hi, hi, Mr. Rourke. Uh, we're looking to get to um, Thomas Manuel Thomas Manuel's uh, apartment. Can you show us how to get there? Well, like I said, you got to know where you want to go. And you have to will yourself to be there. I see, I see. Uh, but Thomas was able to bring us up to this room. Um, we were hoping maybe you can bring us back down to his. Listen, son, I don't have time to gab all night. Either you want to play cards or I'll say good evening. Say, what's the game, Mr. Mister Rourke? Well, what's your pleasure? I'm a poker man myself, but uh, been known to play a hand of blackjack or two. Well, hold them or five-card stud? Stud, of course. How about this, Mr. Rourke? We'll play one hand with you, and if we win... You show us the way back downstairs, and if you win, we'll leave you alone. Oh, 
I guess uh, I, I guess no other rubes are going to show up and uh, pony up any money. Uh, cough up for the ante. Well, what's the ante? He says, he says, oh, what the hell? Let's make this a high stakes game. How about a dollar? Sure. I'll, uh, I'll reach into my pocket and throw, throw a dollar down. Okay. Uh, he, he does likewise. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll nudge Mr. or Dr. B. Yeah, I guess I'll pony up. Uh, both of you make me alertness. Okay. Fifteen. Fifty-five of yeah, sixty-one. Yeah. I critically succeeded. Okay. Um, and... Um... Chris, you regular succeeded or you failed? Yes, regular succeeded. Okay. Um, well, you get the you get the same uh, information uh, either way. Um, I'll, I'll say you catch sight of uh, his his ID. Um, he's got he's got business cards. Um, Ben, you see that he's got a business card for the uh, Fuller Brush Company in his wallet. Um, and the both of you notice that the dollar bill that he throws on the table is really old. It's it's crisp and it looks brand new, um, but it is... Uh, uh, a very old, like, layout of the dollar bill. Oh, man, I haven't seen oh. that since the blah, blah, blahs. I mean, the bill's on the table now. What's the year on it? Um, it was um, printed in 1932. Okay, well, I haven't seen that ever. All right. Um, since, you, since you guys are since you guys are playing draw, um, sorry, you're playing stud. We said, um, yes. I guess um, make me make me a luck roll. See how good your your hand is. Um, so you call it high or low. And you roll, if you call it high, you want to roll over 50. You call it low, you want to roll under. I'm going to go for high, I guess. I'm going to go for low. No, I'm going to go, I'm I'm changing my mind. I've rolled low for everything so far except one. So I'm going to stick with it, which means it's definitely going to be high now. But I'm going low. Um, I too am going low. Feck. 
All right. So, um, James, you've got uh, King High. Chris, how did you do? 73. And I said low, so not good. Queen High. Queen High. Um, so first round of betting. He, well, it's stud, uh, isn't that it? Isn't stud you get what you get, and that's that? Well, there's um, well, they no, there's the deal, and then you yeah. yeah 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 there's the bet, and then you can change cards. I think up to three. If you want to do four, you need to have an ace isn't in your hand. That, uh, is that stud? I thought that was draw. Yeah. Oh, that might be draw. I'm sorry. I think five card stud. Yeah. I think you're right. I think five card is right. is what you got. Yeah, stud. Sorry, stud, I got them confused. What you got? Um, but you you guys have just anteed in at this point, so right. We do get to. We could raise if we want. Yeah. Um. So he's going to. Uh, he's going to uh, raise it a dollar. He tosses another dollar into the pot. You guys can make me a human check to see if you uh, sure. if you can read him. Ah, oh, there. I got a 15. That's good. Human is, uh, I don't know, I raised it. It's definitely higher than 15. 60. All right. Um, you, you notice he really started chewing on his cigar uh, pretty heavily. When he when he got a look at his cards, uh, and you think you think he might be you think he might be bluffing you. Yeah, and I also think he said one dollar was a high stakes bet before, um, and it's not so much for me, and I don't have a chance of getting any better cards. So my only option is really bluffing. So I'm going to take out a five and say I raise you four more. He looks over. He looks. He kind of like whistles. He looks over to uh, to you, Ben, and says, "Well, bets to you, Sonny." And I got the the king high. You said right. Yeah. So I guess I'm staying with what I got. I don't think I'm gonna up the ante. I think well, we 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 bet on 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 a thing, a way to enter, get in or out. We didn't really use money, money, right? I mean, we only use money just to get in. Well, I assumed we were playing for money as well when he wouldn't play until we put money in. All right, so I, I guess I'll raise. All right, so so you call or are you raising it? I raise. All right. Um, make me, make me persuade. My persuade is. Wow, I got 11 out of 20. Nice. All right. So yeah, he, he thinks you're bluffing and he goes, all right, I'll call. I mean, I'm kind of bluffing. All I got is a king. <laughs> oh, I, I think I think we're all bluffing. Is what's going on. Yeah. 
So what is it now? Six, and it's back to me. Um. Well, that, I think it's only one round of betting, right? Because he. Well, called... I raised it, and then James raised it on top of that. Right. So, okay. So it keeps. So he he calls James's it... raise. Well, if he calls the raise, then I think that it ends there because then no one else well, can I... raise because it was called. No. Right. But well, Chris, I'm Chris still a dollar, to, and Chris I'm still a lot less than you guys. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's right. You which, have to call which I, or raise. Which I am not going to do since my bluff didn't work. So I'll just fold at this point. All right. So you fold. I mean, um, all right, never mind. He he looks he looks at you, um, and he he throws down his cards. Well, you got me, you squirrely little fuck. Um, he he has a ten high. Ah, damn! I would have beat him too. Doesn't matter. James gets all. I would high. say you should you should have just stayed in. You know, called it. I mean, it just it would increased our chances of probably winning. I guess. I mean, I know I had the higher hand, yeah. but you wouldn't have known yeah. that in real life. But, yeah, I, I guess I kind of made my decision knowing that. Only James gets to leave. <laughs> But I don't also think that only James I tried went. bluffing Chris and neither of you went for it, so. Yeah, I guess I show that I, I won and then, uh, all right, so I, I scoop the pot, put it in my nice wallet. All right, uh, can you please lead the way? He He stands up. And, and kind of stretches. He he walks over to where you're sure that other door was just a couple of minutes ago. Uh, <sighs> and he, he just sort of uh, pushes it open. And there's the stairwell again. Well, Mr. Rourke, thank you for, for clarifying that for us. Uh, you're a good man and you, you play a hell of a hand of poker. Yes, thank you so very much, I say, as I hurriedly get to that doorway to get to the staircase. I'll catch you next time. You bet, sir. You bet. Um, and you so once to... the door closes, I'm going to freak out a little bit. That was the same door, right? It was the same fucking door. Yes, it was the same door. I, I, oh, my God. I, we have to be drugged. Do you I'm see how old this money is? And push open the door to the uh, the smokers lounge. What's there? The smokers lounge. Okay. All right. Looks I'll close up it and again. says, "Evening. Fancy a game of cards?" A little later, Mister Rourke. I'll say and close the door again. Still not a roof. Uh, all right. Are we all about least, the dollar? All right. At least I was consistent. Look how old this money is. Look at how old this is. 1930-something, I think. I, I looked. I've never seen a dollar like that before. Looks brand new. That's the, That's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's pristine, but yet old. It's old new, if that makes sense. He's, I guess he's had that dollar in there with him for a long time. What about the, the other money he threw down? Is it all as How's old? Is, is it all as old? Uh Oh, fearless leader Ryan. Uh yep. It the most recent date is 
I wasn't even uh, born yet. Uh, so yeah, no, time, neither was Melinda, I. Melinda, you come walking up the stairs. Uh, <clears throat> hello? Uh, are oh. you are you oh. gentlemen up here? Thank uh, God. Doc, doctor. Oh, a familiar face. Oh, my God. Thank- hey, uh, can you oh, open that yeah. door real quick? Where were just, you two? Just, I was starting to get just, worried. Uh, we were in the. Just, just open that door. Let me know what you see. What's behind there? It'll make sense the, in a the, second. Maybe it, the roof it, door. Please, please humor us, please. Oh, okay. Uh, with with a confused look, Melinda goes over to the the roof access door and pushes it open. Um, yeah, instead of a roof, there is a, a smoking lounge, as I described. Um, bookshelves over stuffed leather chairs, roaring fire in the hearth, wet bar, uh, guy in a bad toupee munching on a stogie. Uh, uh, oh, that, that's going to be a sand check for me. Yes. Yes, it is. Is anyone going to open that and see a roof? Uh, I, I think that I, I passed. All right. Uh, so lose one. Is that helplessness or unnatural again? Yeah, unnatural. Okay. Yeah. Oh, are we supposed to be marking I, if it's one of those two item options or? It's um, it's either helplessness, violence, or unnatural. You can get adapted to helplessness or violence, but not unnatural. If you look to okay. the right of your sand, it has those three boxes next to violence and three next to helplessness. Yeah. Whenever you lose sand to either violence or helplessness, and you don't go insane. You check one of those boxes. If you ever have an insanity effect from either violence or helplessness, you erase the checked boxes. Okay. And if you go, if uh, you if- get adapted to it, bad stuff happens. You go cold on the inside. Oh, so if you go, if you get all three boxes checked, then something happens. Or- yeah. Uh, then you don't all three- take sand loss to those things anymore. Right. Basically, you become you're inured numb inside. to that kind of yeah. You become inured to that kind of sanity damage. Okay, so since I uh, lost two sand of room, what would that be? Both be helplessness? Uh, no, that, that's uh, unnatural. The room rearranging itself would be unnatural. Okay. Yeah, you can never get adapted to unnatural. Okay, so that I just lose those two points. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm just being clear. I didn't realize what that was. You always asked, and I was never clear on that, so I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, so Melinda looks very confused and looks back at the two of them. But, but that's... Not possible. It's, well, it's, 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 it's like Michelle's apartment downstairs. You, you've come oh. up. There's more buildings, like, there's more rooms like that, like that. In this building, uh, what is yes, this I, building? I I close the door and then I just open it again. Is it still the smoking lounge? Yep. Huh. Hey there, fancy gamer, and you close the door. <laughs> uh, perhaps we should head back downstairs. Would you go in that room? You can't out. It's so weird. That gentleman We're in there had to let us out. Gas masks and shotguns. Just yes, Melinda closes the door. Through. Well, I I definitely don't want to go in there, then. No. No, no, do not go in there. I just needed to see if you saw what we saw and that we're not crazy. Unless we're all sharing an hallucination. Or tra- I don't or we're all think trapped it's a hallucination. 
there's something wrong with this building or the people in it, or I'm pretty sure that, that, that Thomas guy drugged us somehow. I, I don't think he did. You can absorb LSD through the skin. Yes, but he never touched me, and, and I see it. He only touched me after he left, after we got into the room, so maybe, I don't know. Um, where, where's, where's, uh, Officer, uh, blah, blah, blah. Philip, Philip is back downstairs in Abigail's apartment to see if there's anything else. We Maybe found a, a play. Um, it, there's, uh, there's, there's two plays circulating in the apartment, apparently. Um, the, uh, Michelle has one, but she got agitated when I asked to look at it. Uh, she has a tomahawk. Oh, a tomahawk-wielding woman. Ended large play. can of mace. Oh. Well, it's it's not just a play. It's the king in yellow. It's the, the play that, that that sign on uh, Abigail's wall comes from. Uh, apparently, okay. Abigail brought it into the apartment, and she passed it to everyone else, and she, uh, uh, Thomas, before he left, said that she... Uh, she got it. She understood it, and that's what allowed her to go up to the sixth floor. That's what that's what that Rourke guy was saying. That you have to get it and feel where you want to go in order to get there. Hey, so did Abigail make this building into like a cult meeting place? Are we in a cult meeting ground? Uh, Ryan, do I? Do I get the sense that the building has been turned into a cult meeting ground? My occult is 80. Um, not really, not really so much. Um, everyone that you've seen uh, uh, from among the tenants sure is behaving very strangely. Right. Um, I... It's It's around, it's around like... 10, 30, 11 right now, and uh, Thomas got his paint supplies and went down to the basement like he's going to work all night, and uh, Michelle seems Wait, to it's, be... Wait, it's 11... Oh, right, we were working all day. Never mind, sorry. Yeah. Well, you, you met at the park at like 4.45 at night, so you probably didn't get to the apartment until around 6. Oh, I thought we met at the park earlier in the morning. Sorry. Okay. No. Uh, yes, well, they they are seen. They do seem to be acting odd, but nothing that I would deem a cult. Did you did you see that guy in that room? The the man with he the to pay? three separate times. Uh, he, he, we every time we talked to him within like minutes of each other, he just acted like he's never talked to us before, and then recalled some uh, fascinating tale of us doing stuff together. When we couldn't have possibly done, and look at the money. Look at the we we had to play a game of cards with them to get out. Look at this money. It's old, but it's old new. Was it's new old? Was Rourke and uh, was Rourke older, Ryan? No, he, was he an older man? Uh, he he looked like maybe in his in his mid thirties. Oh okay. Uh, well, it, it could be uh, some sort of short term memory loss, and all uh, those bills could have been from a collector or or counterfeited. 
I mean, I may be counterfeited that it is possible. I mean, Look, but, why don't we just go back downstairs? downstairs? Yes, yes, yes. Let's, let's go downstairs. Let's go. Look, I definitely I need, I need to go outside and, and see this building from the outside. It, it's yeah. It's bound to explain something. All right, and uh, just to put a button on this, uh, Philip, you go back down to Abigail's apartment. What are you doing down there? I'm doing some more forensics. I'm doing the walls. I'm bagging and tagging, man. That's my job. All right. Um, so I'll let you have another search roll. That's a fail. I'm, I roll well, so well in this game. Even though you failed, I will let you find a thing. What is what is your search at? Forty-one. Okay. I rolled a fifty. Uh, so, so I'll give you, I'll give you a choice. You can find something, but it will cost you. Uh, what will it cost me? Sanity? Um, just a, just a hit point. Um, you, you're taking something off the wall and you slice your hand on something sharp that is epoxied to the wall. All right. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, so you, you cut yourself. Um, it's a, it's a, a deep cut cause you, um, you, you didn't see the sharp edge. Um, it's like a nail or something. Yeah. But you get this. Um, 78 McAllister map. Oh, fancy. First. Night floors. Huh. Night floors. I guess that refers to floors that only show up at nighttime, which is makes sense that I I guess. Um so you you look at the you look at that weird thing that you just found and you say the word night floors. Huh. And then we we uh, cut to black and the credits roll on this episode. Um, so that was Yay. Burger, 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 burger. That was session two of... Oh, good old burger, 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 burger. Burger, 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 burger. Um, and you actually, you actually name-dropped the title of the scenario. It is, is Night Floors. 
I did it. Nice. I did the thing. Yep, Meyer wins. Yep. Yep, Meyer won the game. I win the game. Give me all my XP. Titular line in Star Wars. Which line is that? No, just me. I'm tired of all these Star Wars. That's that's the line from Star Wars, all right. Yeah, I also had the titular line in um, uh, Out of Africa. Boy, I can't wait to get out of Africa. All right, well, I'll end the recording. Does anyone have any last will thoughts before we uh, sign off? Just go down the stairs.